All right, so take out your Bibles, uh, and, and if you have it, first, um, we're going we're gonna to kind of base out of Acts in a moment, but I'm going to read out of Ephesians chapter 5 first. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 20. I might have the slide. I hope I have the words. I hope you can read it. Um, here we go. Ephesians 15, 5.15 says, Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Verse 19, speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so again, uh, Paul is speaking to the church in Ephesus. He's saying to them, hey, be wise, be careful how you live. The days are evil, but instead of being intoxicated by the stuff of the world, be filled with the Spirit of God. And of course, we talk about this, but he said, be filled with the Spirit. And this is a continually being filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay? And so then in Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, you want to take your Bibles to Acts chapter 1, 4 and 5, and I believe I have it up here on the, on the slide as well. I hope you can see it or you, you want to listen. Um, Acts chapter 1, verse 4. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, speaking of Jesus, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then in Acts 1, 8, you want to skip to verse 8. But you will receive power... When the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so now what he's saying is, you gotta remember, let's kinda build the background on this, is the, the believers are kind of hiding in a sense, uh, Jesus has been, he's been crucified, he's been buried, he's been resurrected, and now this is, this is about 50 days after that time, and Jesus has appeared to the believers at different times, and in the book of, uh, in all of the, the gospels, he tells them throughout, the Holy Spirit's gonna come, he's going to teach you, he's gonna guide you, he's gonna comfort you, but also more importantly, he is going to empower you with God power, God's power, amen? Greater than the Avengers. Some, some of you like been, like you've been watching all the Avengers, like every time you turn on the TV and, and it's fun, but that's all computer generated, okay? There's no guy with an Iron Man suit, you know, flying around. There's no Hulk. I mean, there are people that are Hulky, right? But there's no person like that, right? I mean, that's all fiction, right? No? Some of you are like, what? I'm sorry to burst your bow. I apologize for that, but it's just TV, all right? Superman, so like, you know, Superman, he can just, I mean, wouldn't you just love that power just to get up, like, you know, all that, right? Well, it's TV, it's fake. But here's the cool news. Jesus says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power. The word power is dunamis, which means miraculous power from heaven will come upon you because we live in a world where we need to stop looking for Superman and the Avengers and the politicians and all these people. And God has said, I'm giving you power to touch this world that is in desperate need. Okay, so this is you're like, oh, pastor, are you talking about? Yes, I'm going to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit under the influence of the Spirit. So there was a young man back in about 2002, 2003. His name was Justin. Justin Maslanka. Listen to this. Justin grew up in Pittsburgh. Um, he started uh, using alcohol and drugs before he was even in high school. By the time he graduated, Justin's life was out of control. This is what he says. I drank every day, used cocaine and gambled. Uh, a number of vices had gripped my life. Over the course of 18 months uh, in Justin's life, listen to this, in his early 20s, he had six near-death experiences. 
Young man, 20 years old. So let me, let me read a little bit more. So one night, Justin was drinking and partying, and uh, he was driving home after this party. He's driving really fast, and the car that he was driving careened out of control, bounced across the road, and came to a halt when it hit a large tree. The bumper was mangled, the entire frame twisted, and every window shattered, but somehow Justin survived the crash. The car bent in a shape that allowed just enough space for his head and body to survive. It was a miracle, and he knew it. While recovering from his injuries, Justin's mom provided the needed statement to accompany this dose of reality. Remember, he had had six near-death experiences, and finally now he gets it through his mom. We love moms on Mother's Day. His mom said, God saved your life, Justin. You should be dead right now. I have been praying for you all along, and I believe that God has spared you for a purpose. It's time you get right with God. Moms, never stop praying. Come on, amen. Never stop praying, all right? That's just extra. So Justin had heard about Jesus. He had gone to it. There's a great church in Allison Park, which is in the Pittsburgh area. I've been there. It's a great church. I met the pastor. Um, and it's a great church. And so he, he had gone to church, but he never committed his life to Christ. Again, he, he was addicted. He was under the influence of other stuff. And this near-death experience, this final one, woke him up with the, with the words of his mom. So let me read just a little bit more. So after this, Justin was ready to get his life right with God. The very next day, he gave his life to Jesus Christ. He started to attend Allison Park Church on a regular basis, but he knew that he, knew that he needed uh, to do more. So he got involved in the, in the church and youth ministry. And then the youth pastor began to speak to him and talk about how, hey, God wants to deliver you from more. And he said, hey, Justin, I want to talk to you about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the filling of the Holy Spirit. And he wanted more, and he, and he said, explain to him. And so when he got filled with the Holy Spirit, says, here's what it says. It's not that we get the Spirit the moment we are baptized in the Holy Spirit. We get the Holy Spirit when we get saved. When we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gets us. So prayed for Justin to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God came upon Justin in a powerful way. Not only could he sense the presence of God, but Justin began to pray out in tongues, and it was like an explosion of praise came out of his lips, and he threw his head back and was swept away in God's power. And after he got baptized in the Holy Spirit, he goes and sees the pastor. A couple of days later, he says, he says Pastor uh, Pastor Leek, I'm going to tell you, since I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, I've been telling everyone about Jesus and how I was saved from death from these things. Isn't that awesome? God worked in his life. Come on, amen? God is a miracle-working God. So let me read this to you, okay? So Justin gave up everything to follow Jesus. Miraculously, in that time of being saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, God delivered Justin from all the addictions of his life. And from that day on, Justin never again drank, never smoked, never used cocaine. And everything was dealt with by the power of God's love. And then he began to serve in his church. And now, Justin, he's planted a church in the Cleveland area. And not only has his church grown, but their church has planted many other churches. And so now, Justin is a pastor, and he oversees about six or seven other churches in the Cleveland, Ohio area. This is the power of God. Come on, amen? He was changed. All right, you got to do better than that. This is the power of God. Amen? Amen. Thank you. And so... He was under the influence of the world. The devil had a contract to destroy his life through these life-controlling addictions. And I'm here to tell you today that this same power that rescued Justin is still available to the church today. Come on, amen? Come on, amen? So God's power is still available. And so quickly again, Justin was changed. And so my question for us is, I know we live in a world where we're inundated, we're we're bombarded every day, and so what happens is our Christian life gets pushed down, the Spirit of God gets pushed out, and our spiritual fire gets put out. And I talked about that in the last few weeks. 
But I want to ask this question. What influences are you under today? Who influences your thought? Who influences your action? Who influences your, your passion? Who influences what you do? Is it politics? Is it emotions? It is an addictive substance? Is it money? Is it possession? Is it positions? Is it social media? Is it hurt? Is it darkness? Is it pain? Is it depression? Is it fear? Or is it the power of God's Holy Spirit in you? You see, the Holy Spirit wasn't given just to entertain us and to make us feel good. The Holy Spirit was given to empower us so that we would live a victorious life. And so the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not just to help you speak in tongues at church and have a great service, but it's to help us to be delivered from life-controlling habits. And it's given for us to go out into the dark world where people are hurt. Come on, you have friends, co-workers, and neighbors. You see their lives unraveling. You see what the destructions happen in their lives. And God gives you and I the power to go and help them to be set free. Come on, greater than any TV movie, greater than any politician's speech, great, and I, God bless you professors and teachers, but even greater than that, it's the power, the miraculous power of God. Amen? And so... The followers of Christ here in, in the book of Acts, before this point, they were living in fear. They were hiding. They, they went to the upper room to pray. They were waiting on God. They obeyed Jesus because he said, hey, wait in Jerusalem and wait until you've been clothed with power from on high. He knew that Starbucks would not be around, okay? He knew that, that slick programs wouldn't change lives, but he knew that the power of the gospel with the Holy Spirit would change people's lives. It has been changing people's lives since that time and it will continue to change people's lives until Christ comes home. But here's my heart for you and here's my heart for me is that we the church in America, we would not be succumbed by the influences of the world. We would not be intoxicated by the world but we would be filled with the Holy Spirit and we would be influenced by Him. Come on, amen? Because He's given you power to change the world. Amen? And so don't fear the Holy Spirit. Welcome the Holy Spirit. So again, now, Holy Spirit, we give you control. I pray in the name of Jesus, I humble myself as your servant, and I pray that we are under the influence because this Spirit changes people's lives, and we need the power of God to work in us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And so here we go, you good? So the first thing, of course, is the influence the power brings, okay? The influence that brings power. This influence, this influence of Jesus Christ, His Holy Spirit gives you real power. Okay, often we think power again is with possessions. We think power is politics. We think power is, is a position. Uh, but the real power is in the Holy Spirit living in you. He lives in you. Come on, amen. And so the word power, as I already talked about, it means dunamis, where we get the word dynamic, where we get the word dynamite. And the real word, it's miraculous power. A few weeks ago, you heard the missionary Mark Gardner talking about not only in Africa where he's at, but even in the United States, praying for people to be healed, people to be delivered. That power is still available today. It is. But what happens is when we live a Western nation, we tend to become overly educated. We become more dependent upon our, our techniques and our technology. And we forget that that power is available still to us today. Okay? I know back in the day, the Pentecostal church used to be known as that church across the tracks. For the uneducated, the poor folk. Well, you're not the poor. You're not the uneducated. You are here today because God is in your life. Come on, amen? And God can work through any vessel that says, I just want you. Remember Justin's life and think about what he's doing now. And you say, well, I'm not addicted to that stuff, but I'm not. But who's influencing your life? 
Is it the world? Is it your fears? Is it the system? Or is it the power of Jesus Christ working through the Holy Spirit? I pray that it's the influence of the Holy Spirit. Amen? You see, God's power is available still today. Say, His power is still available today. And now, you got to say, in me. Alright, you have to believe that. Because see, Christianity is not a book. It's not a, 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 a group of uh, creeds. It's not, a, it's not a white man's religion. It was founded by Jesus Christ and empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God, which raised Christ from the dead, lives in you. And I know you talk, Pastor, you talk about this often because I, I'm telling you, I've been praying, I've been asking for this church to be filled or refilled with a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit like we've never seen before. Because we need it. We need it. You need it. This nation needs it. This community needs it. This world needs it. I mean, how many more bombings do we need to... Oh, well, you know. Uh, or how many people do we need to see that, that are addicted to the stuff in the world that's killing them when we can go in the power of the Holy Spirit and set them free? Come on, you can. Not just the preacher. Not just the missionary. You. You. Say, so, no, I mean, no, You. Because it wasn't the missionaries and the pastors in the book of Acts that went out. It was the people as well. And God's power is available to everyone that wants it. So here it is. The power is available to us. Let her be. Remember Peter? Peter, and before he was filled with the Holy Spirit, he was hot-headed. He was compulsive. But yet he was a coward when all of a sudden he feared for his own life. Do you remember Peter? He's that guy, you know, you know, that guy or the lady at work, you're always wishing, would you just... You know, they're the one that blows up all the time, right? They're the ones that want to get in your face. But of course, when real persecution, they're the one that like, hey, Peter, where, Peter, Peter, I thought you were all bold, but Peter's, you know, Peter's gone now. Okay. And so, so look at him now before the day of Pentecost and then look at him after the day of Pentecost. This power came upon Peter. This is exciting. This power comes upon Peter and he's a different man. So he now goes from uh, being hot-headed, compulsive, and being a coward now to the working of God through the miraculous through him. He preaches powerful and he endures persecution for Christ because the Holy Spirit is in him. You see, this power is enduring. I was, uh, this week I was at a, a conference for pastors from my denomination, uh, for the Assemblies of God, what used to be called District Council, and a missionary, her name was Beth Grant, her and her husband David Grant were longtime missionaries in India, and they did a great job, and now they have a ministry not only to India, but it's called Project Rescue. They go into the brothels and they deliver people from sex trades, from trafficking. And she was talking about how hard it is, and, and she says that, but she says in America, the trail, you know, and she, I'm kind of teasing, she says the, the, the trail that follows the American church is comfort, throwing away coffee cups, nice air conditioners. And he says, she says, but the trail of the Pentecostal church outside is a trail of blood outside the United States. It's a trail of persecution. And he says, she says, the reason we do that is because the Holy Spirit's power is in us. And if I can, I'm gonna, man, if I could talk to you about, I'm gonna show you a video when we get the time. But the people that would go into these brothels, into these little places in India that no one knows about, where these kids are born into sex trafficking, and they're raised in that they know anything better. And then these missionaries, these Christians, these believers, they go in there in harm's way, threatened, beaten sometimes. And they go into those places because the Holy Spirit's in them. It compels them to go, and they deliver these young ladies and these young boys from this terrible lifestyle. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. And you say, well, Pastor Sam, that stuff doesn't happen. Yes, that stuff still happens today, even in this nation. I just read in the paper today that in Montgomery County, 
two men were convicted of sex trafficking. This happens here. When are we going to be filled with the Spirit and under the influence of the Spirit? You know many people that are hurting. The Spirit of God is giving us the answers. You don't have to have a Bible degree. It might help, but that's not what he's saying. God says, I've given you miraculous power to go and lay hands on people, to pray against the darkness, to pray against the work of the enemy, to pray for your family and friends that are stressed out or they're self-medicating with whatever they have. Because some of you have family and friends and co-workers and you know that there is no way they're going to be free of that unless the Holy Spirit comes upon them. God bless 12-step programs. God bless uh, all those things. But the, the freeing power is the power of the Holy Spirit in life. And so that power is available to you and I. And we have to stop thinking it's for someone else and start saying, this power is for me. Come on, amen? You see, the Spirit of God, He's like, you're, you're a spiritual being. And once the Spirit comes into you, He begins to download new thoughts, creative ideas, faith, boldness. He wants to pour it into you. Come on, amen? His will is, your will is released from fear. It's released from bondage. Your nervous system becomes changed. It becomes a, it becomes open to the supernatural power of God. Because listen, supernatural is natural for God. That's a natural. God is supernatural. That's natural for Him. It's easy for Him to work through people who live in a natural world. We find that hard. Our, our intellect sometimes struggles with that. That's why you need to be open to the Holy Spirit because He wants to work through you. He wants to He wants to rewrite your brain a little bit and put good stuff. You're not going to be some weirdo. You're not going to be... You might be thought weird, but when people are being healed, when people are being delivered, when you're pushing back the darkness and the power of the Holy Spirit, they're not going to think you're weird anymore. They're going to want to run to you. They're going to want to talk to you. They're going to want to come to this church when we begin to see more power of God flowing through. Come on, Amen. That's what happened at Pentecost. It began with a new spiritual experience. The 120 believers, they're in the upper room, they're filled with the Holy Spirit, they're baptized, they speak in tongues, and then they go out. This power is still available today. In fact, Pastor Jeff Leake was talking about, uh, I think in 2006, they went to, uh, they went to, uh, Harar, Ethiopia. Did I say it right? Harar? Harar? How do I say it? Some of you? I know Ethiopia is in the northern part. So he says they, they took this mission trip to Harar, Ethiopia, and this is, this, the population in that area is 98% Muslim. They went to preach the gospel, and of course they said, you know, for us to convince these people, we had to have the power of God be manifest. So in, in the market, there was, there was a man who, uh, he, he, he had worked and pumped gas at a local gas station. He was 42 years old. He was, uh, both deaf and mute. And as they were out there, someone had, had reached out to the man and they, they brought the man to an outdoor festival. One of our team prayed over him, and I'm, I'm reading this to you, in the name of Jesus, and he was, and as he was prayed for, Jesus demonstrated himself to, to that city. The man's ears opened up and he could hear. We brought him up onto the stage and asked him to prove his healing by repeating what he heard. Into the microphone, this man did his best to repeat the syllables uh, that he was now hearing for the very first time. As you can imagine, this was an incredibly impressive moment. The crowd began to whisper one to another first in disbelief, and then they began to laugh and shout and dance. Muslims were dancing in the streets at the healing of a deaf man who was cured by being prayed over in the name of Jesus. Check this out. The next night, 17,000 Muslims stood in the field to hear the message of the risen Jesus Christ. Thousands of them, thousands of them prayed to receive Jesus Christ as their Savior after the demonstration of the power of God. You see, we have relegated the power of God to missionaries in foreign countries when our world needs to see the power of God. 
People are hungry for the supernatural and He gives us the supernatural. Amen? So this power, this miraculous power is still available for you and I today. Amen? Come on. So my question is, is will you allow yourself to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit? Will you allow this to influence the world? Because you see, this will change the world. The second part, this influence then brings passion. It brings power, but now it brings passion. Okay? This influence brings passion. Acts 1-8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. God loves people. Come on, amen? He loves all people. He loves all nations, all tribes. And so this is why you and I are here. Someone had the passion of God to come and tell us about Jesus Christ. Come on, remember, I told you I am a product of a church planter who planted a church. He moved across the street from me. He invited me to church. I didn't get saved right away, but they continued to work with me. And then with the, I went to a, a youth camp, heard about Jesus, and still didn't get saved yet. And then when my pastor was preaching, talking, of course, about the end times, I'm like, i got to get saved, man. And I ran to the altar bawling because I didn't want to be left behind, all right? I wanted to make sure I went to heaven. But the gospel had to be worked into my life for a few years. I wasn't obstinate. It just didn't click yet. And so some of you, you are the benefit of someone in the name of Jesus having passion and power going out and wanting to share the good news with you. Because God wants every person to know Jesus. The enemy of our souls wants to destroy every soul before they can hear about Jesus. Is this true or false? Okay? When the Spirit filled the church, when the church became alive, it went from 120 believers to immediately to over 3,000. So here we go. Acts chapter 2, verses 38 through 41. Remember Peter now. Peter was impulsive. He was loudmouthed. He was brass, but he was a coward in the face of trial. Now, Acts chapter 2, verses 38 through 41. I have it here. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and, and for all who are far off. For all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words he warned them. He pleaded with them. Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Listen to this. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to the number that day. That is miraculous. Come on, amen? I told you, uh, maybe I haven't told you for a while, but um, I went to a Promise Keepers event in Boulder, Colorado when they were just getting started. And literally, I saw the same thing. I saw two to 3,000 men coming down from the crowds accepting Jesus Christ. So I could see that. And this was in my time. Uh, uh, evangelist Reinhard Bonnke had, had done so many uh, evangelistic outreaches in, in Africa and I believe in, in many places in, in, in Lagos in Nigeria they saw over a million people come to Christ over a week can you imagine that? why? because it's the power of the Holy Spirit that power is still available today can you imagine if all of Montgomery County accepted Jesus Christ? no? okay I'm, I'm God Holy Spirit would you just like vroom, do something new Imagine if your coworkers, your family, your friends, your neighbors accepted Jesus Christ. Come on. Imagine if the DC metro area, instead of being influenced by politics and power and money, would be influenced by the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus Christ. What that would do to this nation, what that would do to this world. Oh, pastor, that is available to us today if we would only believe and receive it. Come on, amen. This power is available to us. And so they went out. Okay, so the Spirit's influence makes us, listen, He makes you and I a part of what we, of what God is doing. You are a part of the team. Say, I'm a part of the team. 
I know some of you didn't say it, but you are a part of the team. When you accept Christ, this morning when we took communion, we took the bread, we were saying, I am part of the body of Christ. When we drank the cup, we're reminded that we are washed and we're brought into the, to the body of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter where you are, where you're from, you are now part of the team. Okay? And Justin Maslanka received an immediate burden to tell people about what Jesus had done for him. And I know the busyness of life. I know the stress of life. It, it wears down on us and we forget. And I'm here to tell you, I'm here to remind you, student, mom, dad, single person, senior citizen, whatever career you at, you're at, you're a missionary there. I can't reach your world, but you can. You can be a missionary on the campus, uh, where the concert, in the tech field, whatever you do, fixing cars, mowing lawns, baking, folding clothes. I don't care what you do. You are a missionary because the Holy Spirit has called you to do that. And you can reach people greater than a pastor can. Amen? I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to inspire you. And so when these people were filled with the Holy Spirit, they went out and the world was turned upside down. It's time for the Holy Spirit to come upon the church again. And we turn the world upside down instead of the world shutting our doors down. Come on, amen. It's time for the church to receive a fresh anointing. I told you about this Project Rescue and they showed a video of this this pastor. He happened to be a pastor because God had got a hold of his heart. And he went into the brothel and they went into this house and they they went and they rescued these little girls who were born into the brothel house and they'd never been outside this house. There were four of them. And it brings tears to my eyes when I think about it. And they go and they they bring these little girls and they put them in a car and and the girls had never been outside and they said, they're like, hey, mister, the house is moving. What is going on? The The car, they were driving was bumping. The house was moving. They had never been outside this place because of the work of the devil. They rescued these four little girls and now these four little girls are now filled with the Spirit and they, they are now going to help in India. They've all graduated college, some of them have master's degrees, and they're going to continue to work with Project Rescue because one man heard the Spirit of God and said, I've got to go do something. Four little girls... And they do more. But you see, you are like, well, I can't do all this, but it took 120 believers and they went out and they changed the world one by one and sometimes by thousands. Don't think that you can't work because God's Spirit is in you. He can do the miraculous through you. He can give you the words to speak. He can give you the power. Come on, amen? In fact, the founder, Beth Grant, and she challenged this pastor. She said, don't tell me how Pentecostal your church is until your Pentecostal church goes into the darkness. You see, the church in America, we want to be entertained. Oh, Pastor Sam, we don't see tongues interpretation in here. Well, we know when's the last time. It's because it's not just for here. It's for outside. It's for you to go and press against the darkness and to set people free through the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want it here, but it needs to go out as well. Amen? And so she was saying, don't tell me how Pentecostal your church is until you're out in the darkness. And church, I'm, I'm calling you. Don't tell me how much you love Jesus and how spirit-filled you are until you're out there in the dark world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Come on, amen? amen? We need to fill this place up with God's power and people being rescued, and you need to be open. I need to be open. Come on, amen? And so my question is this. What are you passionate for? You see, Justin Mislanka, he was passionate for the next stunt high, the next addiction, the next hit, until Jesus got a hold of his life. And delivered him from that destructive lifestyle. What is your next hit? What is your next high? I hope it's the Spirit of God in you. Sharing, being nice. It could just be a simple word. Hey, God loves you. Saying hi to someone. Being careful and, and praying for your neighbors. But being open to the power of the Holy Spirit. 
You see, we're passionate about our sports. We're passionate about our job. We're passionate about our garden. We're passionate about music. We're passionate about everything else. But we forget that the Holy Spirit's passion is even greater. Because you see, someone was passionate for you. And they shared Jesus with you. I pray that the Holy Spirit's passion puts into you the heart of God. Well, they're black, they're white, they're Asians, they're Democrats, they're Republicans. God doesn't care about any of that. He wants them to know Him. And He wants them to be freed from whatever they're, they're being destroyed by the enemy. Amen? You see, the social media is dividing us. We need the Holy Spirit to unite us. Politics are pushing us away from each other. The Holy Spirit unites all the time. Would you allow the Holy Spirit to influence your thoughts, your life, and your passion? Come on, amen? You can be passionate about your sports. You can be passionate about your music. You can be passionate about your job. But allow the passion of God to overwhelm that and use that to change the world. Come on, amen? Amen. It's good preaching. All right. I'm trying not to be hyper. I'm hyper all the time, I know. But here we go. Are you ready? The third and the last thing is this. The influence that brings productivity. Acts chapter 2, verses 38 through 41. In verse 41, here's the part. Those who were accepted, his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Can you imagine if in... It's like Pastor said, oh my goodness. What do we do with those 3,000? Well, we'll start multiple services. We'll send them off to another church. We'll start a new church. We'll have church seven days a week if we have to. Pastor, I'm not doing that. If the Holy Spirit's on you, yes, you will. Come on, amen. Well... People taking my park spot, they'll take my pew. You don't own these pews. <laughs> Maybe you paid for them years ago, but thank you. But this is God's church, amen? Can you imagine what happened if we believed in this power still today? Come on, amen? That would be awesome. Oh, Pastor, that's just more work. So what? More people are in the kingdom of God. Amen? Oh, that's good. We need to have productivity. So the power of a few spirit-filled believers, 120 of them, they go and they change their world. You see, too many Western churches, we, we think we need slick programs, polished ministries, and millions of dollars. The 120 believers had none of those things. They didn't give out Starbucks and Krispy Kreme donuts. They didn't have social media. They didn't have nice pews, right? They didn't have air conditioner. Thank God for air conditioner. Thank God for pews. Thank God for social media. But they went out in the power of the Holy Spirit. And they changed their world. Stop making excuses. And thank God, if you want to give a million dollars, praise the Lord, we'll use it. But I want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit and have His power, His passion, and be productive because that's what God's called you to do. Amen? One by one, reaching people, touching them, talking to them about the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. And so they were changed. The 120 now, they worked out in the power of God. Sadly, and I'm just just going to state the fact, sadly... Let her be sadly. It is possible to live an unproductive Christian life. It is possible. Barna Research says that 48% of born-again Christians have never shared their faith uh, in the last year. So again, that's, that's you know almost 50%. Sadly, some believers have never seen anything supernatural happen in an answer to their prayers. Sadly, some believers have never experienced freedom from the lingering habits or addictive patterns of this world. Sadly, some believers have never sensed the explosive release of the Holy Spirit's passion for the broken or for their broken lives. But it doesn't have to be that way. Do you hear me, church? It doesn't have to be that way. God's purpose involves so much more. His power involves so much more. It involves you and I. 
God wants you to be a part of the spirit-filled movement that is changing the world. In fact, listen to this. The Christian church in the world has over 2.3 billion Christians worldwide and it's continuing. In fact, I know, I know some of you believe otherwise, but the Christian church is the largest faith group in the world. Am I preaching to like the, the morgue? Woo! Praise the Lord, pastor. That's awesome. I mean, the, and it's growing every day. In fact, and I'm not just bragging about the Assembly of God, but the Assembly of God is the largest Pentecostal church in the world. It's over 60 million people and it's growing every day. Alright, so the Pentecostal church, all of the, all the Pentecostal church, whatever the denomination, have 279 million Pentecostals and it's growing daily. God wants to, yes, God wants to do that here in America through the power of the Holy Spirit. He wants to do it in every nation. What happened to Justin Masalanka can happen to family and friends that you know in your life because you need to be open to the Holy Spirit. He wants to do it. Would it what, check this out. What would you like to say or wouldn't you like to say you personally led hundreds of people to faith in Jesus Christ? Wouldn't you like to do that? Would you like to say you prayed and saw the power of God released to heal someone who was sick? Wouldn't you like to say, and, and you'd say you experienced freedom from habits and addictions that held you in the past? Wouldn't you like to say that you have known the explosive release of the Holy Spirit's joy and power in your life as you have worshipped Him? Yes, the answer hopefully should be yes, and it's available when you and I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit or we refill with the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit is available today. Worship team, would you come right now? So my question is this. I told you I'd be done early because I want to have a time of prayer. I want us to wait on God. I want us to be filled or refilled or renewed. I want the Spirit of God to awaken your faith. Come on, church. I'm getting older. I don't want to knock Robert over. I thank God I've been here at this church for 15 years. But in the next 15 years, I don't want us just... God bless you. I don't want us just to maintain anymore. Come on, amen. And it's going to be the power of the Holy Spirit. I want your kids and their kids' kids to be filled with the Holy Spirit that they're going to perpetuate what God is doing throughout the church in the world. I want the church in America to return to its roots of the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. Did you know that many colleges in the United States were started as missionary and pastor training centers? And now they're so godless. They're so, they're so anti-God. Can you imagine if there was a revival that swept across these schools and these schools again would be going back to preparing people to be ministers in their careers. You can be a minister for God as a doctor, as a lawyer, as a cook, as an IT person, as a teacher, as a professor. God is calling you through the Holy Spirit. So my question is, would you stand with me this morning? My question is this. Number The fourth thing is, what influence are you under? What influence are you under today? Who controls your life? Who's empowering you? Who's putting passion into your heart? How productive are you for the kingdom of God? Is is the fruit that you're working for today going to last into eternity? Is that project that you're pouring your life into, whatever it is, is it going to matter in eternity? I hope so. You see, this is... What God has called this church to is that we would be a spirit-filled powerhouse breaking down the darkness. Because you have friends and family members, co-workers and neighbors who are blindly following the devil. They've been intoxicated by the world system. And th- I mean, thank God for education. I got a master's degree. Praise God. I'm, I want to get a doctorate sometime. But it's the power of the Holy Spirit working through all that stuff. We need to set ourselves aside and say, Spirit of God, I want more of you. 
I want to touch this world. I want to change this world. So what is influencing you today? Whose influence are you under? Are you intoxicated by the world? Or are you allowing yourself to be intoxicated by the power and the love and the passion of the Holy Spirit? Are you ready to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Are you ready to be refilled with the Holy Spirit? So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, would you put passion back in your church? Would you put power back in your church? Would you put productivity back in your church, God? Would you break our hearts, God, for the lost? That we would not be consumed about our own little worlds. And we would be concerned about people who are dying, God. And the passion of the lost souls would burn in us, God. That we would stop looking at them because they're black, they're white, they're Asian, they're Pakistani, they're Indian, they're Latino, they're Republicans, they're Democrats. We would look at them, God, in the name of Jesus, say, that person needs Jesus. Father, would you put your passion in this church again, God? That we're missionaries everywhere we go, in our schools, our homes, our sports fields, the labs, wherever we go, God. We are the missionaries of light with the power, God. Lord, there are people in this room that are addicted to the things of the world. Would you set us free from those things? There are some that are living in fear, God. Would you set us free? There are some the enemy's trying to destroy right now. He's got his hand on their lives. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Set these people free. Father, would you return the power of Pentecost to the church in America again? Let us not be afraid of the Spirit, but let us move in the Spirit, God. There are people that need God today in this community. In our workplace, would you send us out, God? And God, would you forgive this church for not obeying the Great Commission that we are to go and make disciples of all nations, God? Would you forgive this church, God, for disobeying the Great Commission, God? Would you wake us up and make us go out, God, and help us to easily, through the power of the Spirit, to reach our family, our friends, our co-workers, We don't have to do it. The Spirit of God does it. But Father, we want to be open and we want your Spirit to work in us today, God. Would you allow us to be under your influence, God? Spirit of God, would you move in this place? I'm done yelling, God. Would you well up in us, Holy Spirit? Would you just open your mind up? Would you open your body? Would you open your spirit to the Spirit of God? The Spirit of God, you move right now. You want to refresh. You want to renew, God. You want to, you want to have passion, power, and productivity. Power, passion, and productivity, God. You want those things in our lives. So we can see people free of the work of the enemy. Like a, like a Justin, Lord God, who was on the, on the doorsteps of hell, but you rescued him. Would you help us? Church, would you just let the Spirit speak to you right now? Spirit of God, would you just have your way right now? Would you baptize us again? Would you fill us again? Would you refresh us today, God? Just come to the front as the Spirit is leading you. Come to the front as the Spirit is leading you. Come on, if you want more Spirit, you want more power, you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, you want your passion for the lost, come to the front, come on. Spirit of God, do your work right now.